everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the 313 Sports Pod. As usual, here with you, Ben and Lev, taking you through, you know, we've been off the podcast the game for a bit. Uh, we've been... With good reason. Yeah, well, all, you know, all with good reason. A lot going on for both of us. Uh, but uh, let's, you know, let's jump right in. I mean, we've been busy. I mean, the Lions... Did something that the Lions have never do, which is fire their head coach and GM after shellacking by Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. So, and then Will Fuller got suspended at, yeah. right after for the rest of the season. And, and, and Braden Roby. Um, <laughs> uh, at any rate, yeah, I mean, Sheila Ford goes out. And I mean, while I love the move and I agree with it, and this is something that, you know, I've personally been pushing for years. It's 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 a little bit suspect and it's a little bit kind of iffy that hey let's do kind of a press conference but let's not broadcast it on our Twitter or Facebook or Instagram we'll tell people that it's going on but not really and the reporters can't do a live stream until Fox to Detroit all of a sudden you know uh, started showing it I mean that was. That was weird. It was in the middle of the Michigan game. Right, and that was the main part. You know, Michigan is getting hosed by... Penn State. Penn State. And, who, and, and who was winless, I think, until then. Right. But that's a podcast, you know, for for another time and another... Uh, you yeah, know. We, we, we really haven't gotten into Michigan football. There's nothing to get into. Harbaugh sucks. He should get fired. No, I'm just saying... Which like, is going to... I mean, we're going to discuss... Po- throughout our, the, his, the short history of our podcast, we haven't really um, gotten into collegiate sports. Right. Uh, but... You know, and and we're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh later because his name is popping up. But probably, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, this is probably the Quinn the Quintricia hiring, and I know, and and it and it's been kind of you know looked at through these kind of rose colored glasses that hey Caldwell wasn't so bad and Caldwell well we should have kept Caldwell. There's these dummies on twitter running around saying you know we should call caldwell and see if i'll come back and then there and then there and then there's um stephen a smith and max kellerman making it a race issue okay that's just that's just stupidity it was never a race issue the problem was jim caldwell looked like a brick at home depot who's not a sponsor of the podcast yeah but (laughs) you'll never know but a brick at home depot um with the kind of just like a blank look in his face Every time, clock management would be an issue. How many times have we seen Jim Caldwell poop away timeouts yeah. or refuse to use them, had a conservative offense with Joe Lombardi and the last year Jim and, Bob the, and Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Uh, Jimmy Bob. Uh, but but there, there was also pe- people talk about, yeah, he, he was a winning coach. He had a winning record. Um, yeah, they were like... Um, I think they have like two wins against w- uh, teams with winning records. A, B. Um, the issue was the roster was actually better than what 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 than what um, Caldwell, Caldwell had made than what Caldwell. See, had I'm sold. not convinced. I am. You had Darius Slay, Pro Bowler, right? At least at the time, Slay, yeah. Quandre, Quandre Diggs. Diggs, Pro Bowler, should be. I think at least at least one of the better safeties in the league. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm trying to think. I, it was so long ago. Stephen Tulloch. Right. Uh, I mean, you had pieces you there. Had, I mean, the 
I think uh, Kenny Galladay uh, wanted to play. Um, uh, what's his name? The offensive line was there's. I mean, there was always issues with the Lions' offensive line, but yeah. But then, but see, my problem is the when, only the biggest. If I if I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure I do, the biggest issue with the Lions in the last two years of um, Jim Caldwell was they had no running game. So people knew just have linebackers be Drop second back, cornerbacks, play a cover two, and call it a yeah. day. Because they had no receipt, they had no uh, running game. That was the only issue, and, 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 and the and the fact that Jim Caldwell couldn't coach better with the team and the pieces that he had was the issue. Because nine and seven was not good enough. Right, at the right. Time. Bob Quinn came out there and said nine and seven isn't good enough. He hires his buddy from New England, and they go ahead and they say we're going to build this team and we're going to be tough. And as soon as he came in, there were issues. First, there was the you know sexual assault and rape allegations, uh, you know str- 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 straight out or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Indictment. Indictment. Blah blah blah. He came out in a press conference wearing his shorts with with Martha Ford and 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 Rod Wood and. You know, we all kind of, well, okay, but, okay, moving on. After that, you know, you had issues where players came out and the practicing in the snow garbage, and he put up a hill to simulate New England. The problem with Matt Patricia is he was trying to, and this is a common problem that New England coaches have. We've seen it with with Josh McDaniels in Denver, with Charlie Weiss, with uh, Romeo Cornell. Romeo um, Cornell. And, the only and, one that has so far hasn't had this issue. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. He's doing an amazing job in, in, in Miami. How come we couldn't get Brian Flores? <laughs> well, because he wasn't. And I remember the rumor going around when they hired Patricia is that him and Bob Quinn used to sit in the back and crack jokes during team meetings. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's stupidity, but I think the bottom line I mean, with he, all this he, is. He alienated a. Core chunk of his players. star players got rid of Golden Tate. Go- Glover Quinn got rid of Glover. Because, go- they got rid of Glover Quinn. Well, because Glover Quinn retired essentially. Not well. They caught him. They and then caught he him, and then he retired because no one else, like because either he didn't want to move or no one else signed him. But Glover Quinn, like there was big r- rumors from reputable people then that Glover Quinn was not interested in Patricia. Patricia and him did not have a good relationship. Uh, he had a bad relationship, I think, with Taylor Decker from the start. That might be my memories just fuzzy, and I'm completely wrong. But I remember something like that. Slay, I mean, right off the bat. Right, also. and I mean, he and, he would cut, release, or trade anyone who would so much as dare. Andre Diggs, they signed him to a big deal, and then traded him for a fifth round pick, and he's the six starter later. for Seattle's defense, which yeah. isn't great, but you know, it's still a. Because Super Bowl contender versus he, he, he was a I'm pretty sure he was a defensive captain. He was like a team yeah. leader. He was and you trade him for a fifth round pick because he he called you up, probably called you out on some stupid things that you said. You know, it's just it's you uh, know that that whole hire was and and I was and I'll be honest, and from the beginning I'm like, okay, this might be cool. This might be something different. Look at the Lions, you know. He's a rocket scientist. He's supposed, he's but, supposed to have this great hybrid defensive right. system. But his defensive system officially is bend and don't break, which never worked. He got it, blown out by the Jets in the first week of the season. Yeah, rookie Sam, Sam Darnold's first game. And Sam Darnold threw a pick six on his first throw. Right, to Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs. No Incidentally. Um, but, but, I mean... I'll tell you this: the defense worked. That that bend but don't break defense, it worked in the first season. I remember 
It's sort kind of. of the, the, it, whatever. The first season, I'm not. Uh, whatever. I don't remember that much. I don't remember that far back. Well, but I remember the first the season, season. The problem is also that the first season, you know, he had players that weren't really built for his system, more talented players. And as soon as, you know, the first year ended, he started blowing guys out and started getting yeah. Trey Flowers and Jared Davis. And I'm just like, what? That was ridiculous. Why, why? Well, Jared Davis was a draft right, from the Caldwell era, but whatever. Yeah, um, but the point, the, my point is, like, and if you look at it, this is an article I saw somewhere, but. Lions don't have any speed. Yeah. Who's the fastest player on the Lions? T's Tabor. <laughs> I mean, that's that's another. I mean, Bob Bob Quinn. Everyone's oh, like, oh, my gosh, she drafted Kenny Galladay and Taylor Decker. Yay. Well, Taylor Decker was a first-round pick, left tackle. If you mess up on that, you deserve to be fired. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, great diamond pick. in the rough. 100% great Graham pick. Graham Glasgow. Graham Glasgow. Great, great pick. You, you let him walk. Right. What, you, you let... One of your three good picks, walk. Frank Ragnow. Looks like he probably is going to be a good pick. He's a nice I mean, starter. They drafted a corner, third overall, who can't run, can't cover. Well, they drafted they drafted a Rolo on the bench. <laughs> I mean, and and I think with Okuda... A Rolo that melted. With Okuda, with Okuda, there is room for improvement, and there is room, you know, he's a rookie... Cornerbacks as but, rookies but, traditionally are never good. No. Yeah, maybe. But cornerbacks taken in the top five as rookies are traditionally good. Patrick um, Peterson. I could I, I saw an article earlier today about cornerbacks taken in the top five. Um Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, Pro Bowl in the rookie year, he's good. Um Joan Ramsey, Pro Bowl in his second year, but Joan Ramsey is an elite cornerback, top five, definitely. I don't know if he's top anymore, but I Okay, let's say he's top five for argument's sake. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Patrick Peterson. Good. Uh, generational. Right. I mean, and, and, and again, I understand what you're saying, but traditionally, and this is, you know, Darius Slay had the same thing, where, where, where cornerbacks generally take a little bit of a longer time to develop, and that's fine. I don't... Darius Slay was a third or second round Second pick. round pick. But again, I'm not necessarily uh, knocking out the Okuda pick. State. Out of all the mistakes that Bob Quinn has done, Okuda wasn't... I wouldn't put him at the top. I would put. I would. I would put. It's a third overall. Jelani Tavai at the top. I, I would put in. Yeah. See, if you would have taken um, Greedy Williams instead of Jelani Tavai, if you would have taken Chase Winovich instead of Jelani Tavai, if you would have taken DK Metcalf instead of Jelani Tavai, we wouldn't have as many issues as we have now. Because, <clears throat> like, even if they took Derek Brown, I don't know how he's doing this season. But he's not bad. Yeah. He, at least, he, at least this way, you would have had. Let's say you had Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams would have been in his second year, right? Um, what's his name? Uh, you could have taken Derek Brown, and you know, slotted him into the defense, which is you have Danny Shelton there, who, who. I, ah, I mean, and 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 that's how I feel. That's <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, to me, do you remember? Bob the, do you remember their explanation for taking Tavai? Well, we knew other teams wanted to take him, so... I mean, after Tavai were drafted, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Greedy Williams, McCole Hardman, uh, uh, Paris Campbell, D.K. Metcalf, Ja'Kai Polite, whatever his name is, Daryl Henderson. I mean, there's David Montgomery. I mean, there's Terry McLaurin, Chase Winovich, Jay Sternberg. There's decent players who were drafted after him. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'll take all of them over Jelani Tavai, Miles Boykin. 
You know, there, there are players there, but, and, 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 and coming back, you know, I think this was part of the issue that Quintricia as a whole had. Instead of going for best player available, they went for best player who might fit our scheme. We're trying to be smartest guys in the room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They, they they never drafted for best player available. They drafted for hypothetical needs and wants. T.J. Hawkinson, I'm sorry, and I love T.J. Hawkinson. He's doing really well this season. Incidentally but... enough, I just got his jersey. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, but and I and I love what he does. But you don't pick a tight end eighth overall if you really wanted Hawkinson so much. Great trade back. And you know what? You had more pressing needs at the time Look, than a tight end. They could have taken. Devin Bush, who went two picks later. Devin Bush, Rashawn, uh, what's his name? Gary. Gary. But they could have taken those players and not take it. And that would have been a reason for them not to take Devai in the second round. They could have had Irv Smith. Ryan Burns, Montez Sweat. Like, if you're looking for, if you're really looking for a 10, you could have taken Irv Smith in the second round then. Right? (laughs) And I mean, and it's interesting because if you look at Patriots drafts, Patriots, as good as they've been over the years, they've never been the greatest drafters. That is true. I mean, their first round pick that same draft, Nikhil Harry. Well, he was injured last year. I don't know how he's and doing he this year. Sucks this year. Uh, well, uh, they well the Patriots have always traded back though. Right. I mean, you barely ever see a Patriots using a first round pick. The pay the pay not a Patriots the Patriots the but Patriots. still um, they usually trade back for these second rounders, third rounders, and you know those players turn out well. Right. I mean. The point is, and I, I mean, you know, we can. It's, I, I kind of feel a little bit like we're beating a dead, dead horse. These guys were not good. They shouldn't have kept their jobs for as long as they did. You know, the fact that they did kept keep their jobs for as long as they did, I think, is more of a indictment on the on the Lions organization as a whole. I mean, Sheila said in that press conference, well, two weeks ago, no, ten days and ago, that kind of scares we were, me. Ten days ago, we were we were looking at the playoffs. Right, we were in the picture. That scares what? me. What? No, you weren't. You just what? got Are blown out by Indianapolis, Ugh. and you just got blown out by uh, 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 who was it? Uh, the Vikings and the Panthers. Right. To XFL quarterback. Right. No less. And, I mean, honestly, they probably should have been fired, the both of them, after the, the, the Panthers game where they got laid a big old egg. But, you know, kind of let's – and, you know, we've spent, I think, enough time. They both sucked. Moving on. Who – you can know, let's kind of look at the, you know, at the future of this team. Let's look at, you know, what might happen in two, three months from now before the draft. So I want to kind of start off with general managers because you can't people talk people start talking about potential coaching candidates. You can't have, you a, can't head, have a coaching which conversation. Which is kind of stupid cuz like I, I never really liked the fact that oh I need a, my general manager needs to bring in his guy. I do think that I think that's true. If you're a general manager you should be able to pick a team, build a team for 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 you know any coach. There's no you know if you're building a team for Andy Reid, it's any team. Andy Reid is a good enough coach that he could relatively work with any team. Bill Belichick could work with that, any that's team. That's assuming you hire a coach who's an experienced coach. Right. Most coaching hires nowadays are coordinators and stuff. Right. Like up-and-comers. Because everyone so, wants to find their next whoever the hot coaching guy is going to be that, that year. So, you know, looking at potential GM candidates, and there's kind of one thing I want to say right away i don't want to touch anyone from the kansas city chiefs with a 10-foot pole because to me kansas city chiefs is just another version of new england you don't have patrick mahomes 
You don't have Andy Reid. You're not going to build Kansas City East in Detroit. I'll tell you this, though. Kansas City was good throughout the decade, except for barring like a couple of years. Okay. The second they got Alex Smith in, Kansas City was good for those three, four years, whatever it was. 100%. So I would... People, people throw out John Dorsey out as a, as a GM candidate. Oh, I'd love John Dorsey. On one hand, I would love John Dorsey. On the other hand, I, says, I want John Dorsey to build the team up and not stay there long term. Which, but no, I mean, the, I hear that. But be, it, it, this being the fourth, if he builds the team up, he's going to stay as GM until he has a heart attack and Kasper Schaller and dies. Right. <laughs> but, you know. Um... um but still, there's a few people that I'm kind of interested in, you know, as 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 GM personally. I like, you know, and and this has kind of been talked about as a hot kind of name, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Yes, Mike Mayock has had success. I want to say one thing before you. You don't want a TV guy? After no, no, Matt no. Mellon? I'll, I'll tell you. The Lions started the TV guy trend with Matt Millen. Then no one did it. Then then the Niners hired John Lynch. That worked out. And Mike Mayock was hired. That worked out to the outside uh, of the outside uh, of the. Oak, uh, I keep on saying Oakland. Oakland thinking Oakland. It's I just call them Oakland. They're Vegas. still going to be yeah, Oakland Raiders. Oakland. It's like the San Diego Chargers right. and San Diego, the Washington Super redacted Chargers. Because I can't say that anymore. Right. Um, Happens. I love the football team name. I hope it stays. I hope not. It's it sucks. Kind of reminds me of you know European football. They should call it Washington FC <laughs> football club. <laughs> Right, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Uh, you know, European soccer. You know, you got Tottenham DC, FC. It'll, and... be the, it'll be the second DCFC. <laughs> there will be two DCFC. Well, um, but, yeah. but I mean, I get kind of the appeal of a Daniel Jeremiah. I wouldn't go for it. I think the fans would riot. There's a couple of other, and 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 my other thing also. I kind of, I kind of want people at this point in time, at this juncture. I don't want another Matt Millen. I don't want another. Uh, Martin Mayhew. I don't want another Bob Quinn. I don't want someone who's new. I'm thinking there's there's a few, you know, there's you know guys like Rick Smith, former GM of the Houston Texans before Bill O'Brien became GM. Yeah, good guy, smart guy. You know, the Texans were competing. Texans for were most of this decade. Right, Texans were they, good, they, and, they, and they, that's they how Schwab. he. During when he he I mean people forget Matt Schwab was a good quarterback. He was all right. He was he was made to the playoffs consecutive years. Yeah. Um, Then they had that short period with like T.J. Yates and Fitzmagic, and then they got Deshaun Watson. Right. And he I'm pretty sure drafted Deshaun Watson. Right. He did. Um, I mean the Texans had good players. I mean they were he took over when they were an expansion. They were still in, in the expansion team phase. Right. Right. And I mean, yeah. he would be, for me, he, that's a good hire. You know, a guy like a Rick Smith, smart. Another guy who I really like, Thomas Dimitrov. That's, yes. That would be. That's my. Out of the three guy. guys that I'm about to name, and I'm already named two of them, Thomas Dimitrov would be. Went to the Super Bowl multiple times with Atlanta. I mean, he built Atlanta. He hasn't been the greatest at picking out coaches because Dan Quinn and Mike Smith were kind of both mild dumpster fires, to put it lightly. I think I think if Dimitrov fired Dan Quinn earlier, he could have saved his right. If he fired but, Dan Quinn hey, last year, he would. Dimitrov has been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been places. He's built contenders. He's built good, solid yeah. teams. He built outside of I think I his know, record I is one thirteen and ninety. Do you know what year he took over? Two thousand eight. Oh, so 
He got Julio Jones. Matt he, Ryan. I think he got Matt Ryan. Right. He got... Um, he he built that team. He got Keanu Neal. I don't know if Keanu Neal is still good. Right. He, he got, got Calvin. He got Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. He got Vic Beasley. He the, he, he built he Pat built Mc, a solid team. Pat McKinley. Picture of his grandmother by the draft. I think he, didn't he get cut? No, I think he wants to get traded. But you know, no, point yeah, is, he got and, cut because of that. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. But you know, if and you're the right. The one the one Patriots guy that worked out. Thomas Dimitrov. Well, Scott Pioli also to an extent, but not yeah. not nearly as much. But the other guy, and, and and I've kind of heard him being, you know, the hot name on the on the on the docket for this is uh, Lewis Riddick. I actually really like him because he's a sm- he's and people are like, oh, he's another TV guy, Matt but, Millen. But no, 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 he was no, a, he not. was an NFL scout. He was a scout. He worked for the Washington Redacted football team. From 2001 till 2007, and then he worked for the Eagles from 2008 up to... He was director of pro personnel for the Eagles yeah. for three years. And, and he's he's a smart, smart guy. And, and, you know, out of all the doofuses who have been on Monday Night Football recently, he's actually probably mm-hmm. one of their smarter. I mean, comparing yeah. him to Booger McFarland is kind of an insult <laughs> to Lewis Riddick. But he's, he's, a, you know, he's a smart dude. He knows to an extent what he's doing. And, you know, for me, a guy like, you know, you bring in Lewis Riddick, and we're going to jump to kind of head coaches in a second here, but Lewis Riddick, to me, would be a great, great hire. I don't, you know, I don't know about you, but to me, Lewis Riddick is, should be Sheila Ford Firestone, daughter of Martha Hamp, number one target, personally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, jumping to head coaches, this is kind of where things get interesting, because this is where all the hot names and people know what's going on and people know these people so number one and we've mentioned him earlier in the podcast jim harbaugh no if jim harbaugh comes within 500 feet of 222 republic drive in allen park there should be water cannons by the front gates blowing him away from the you know facility it's and 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 to me jim harbaugh is not a bad head coach necessarily for the pros. He didn't work out in Michigan, and I'm the first one to admit, I love the idea of Jim. And as I heard someone say this also. The idea of Jim Harbaugh is a lot more appealing than the factual, you know, the actual yeah. play style and what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I remember that, how excited everyone was when he got hired. You know, we got khaki Jesus, and he, he pours Gatorade on his cereal, and he has sleepovers with Quinn Nordine. Oh, yay. But <laughs> but to bring him into a team where you're looking to kind of rebuild from the ground up and, you know, restart the culture where a guy who came in and destroyed the culture, Jim Harbaugh is just a more successful, more talented Matt Patricia, you know, culture-wise. He grates guys the wrong way. You know, people, every time, he wears out his welcome wherever he is. And the 49ers were a perennial Super Bowl contender where he was there, and then they just let him go. Didn't renew his contract because him and Jed York, the owner of the 49ers, just butted heads the whole time. Didn't didn't Jed York sell the team after? No, I think he's still the owner. Who's the owner of the 49ers? I'm pretty sure he sold the team. Jed York is still the CEO and owner of of the uh, uh, 49ers. Yeah, but you have to remember the years of suffering the, the 49ers went through after he left. 
He left Chip, the team, right. and the team fell apart. Right, they had Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly and whatever. The the other dude with the the mustache, Jim Thomasula. Yeah, they they were mismanaged heavily. Also, who would you rather have, Jim Thomasula or the guy who used to coach the Giants before uh, Joe Judge, before Mike Patton? Um, what's his name? Not Mike Patton. Who was their head coach? Oh my! Gosh. Uh, it was something. It was something stupid. Ben. Ben, it's G, uh, not Magruder, um, not Goober, uh, McAdoo. Oh, Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo. Oh, baby. Yeah. So, he, you know, you got, Pat, oh, Pat Shermer. But that was the guy before Joe Judge. Yeah, but we were talking about Ben, ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo also had that mustache in the shades. Uh, I, li- I like baby. Jim Thompson. Ben McAdoo looks like a New Yorker. You see Ben McAdoo. He looks like uh, he looks like New York. He right? looks like yeah. he he lives in Brooklyn. Uh, Drives a truck. You know, works yeah. nine to five. Likes the Yankees. Yeah, but <laughs> at any he, rate, he looks like a New Yorker. But um, he had one good year. People forget that the second year was a disaster. But still, um, but you know, going back to this, you know, the coaches' idea. I think that I, you know, the coaches talk. The idea of Jim Harbaugh is is much better than the actual in practice version of mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. So let's mo- now that we've covered that, let's move to other candidates which are equally ridiculous. <laughs> Jim Caldwell. No, that's just goodbye. That's, that's just lion slappy. That's revisionist lion slappy. That's, sla- right. that's just... lion slappy's doing revisionist lion slappy history. Just because he was the best coach that the Lions have ever had does not mean he's a good coach. The team blows. The team has sucked for years. Wayne Fonz wasn't a good coach either, but he was still one of the few coaches who had decent seasons with the Lions. Because he had one good player. Barry Sanders. Well, two. Herman Moore. Herman, Hill, well, Herman Moore. Who? Chris Spielman. Oh, don't get me started on the whole Chris Spielman hype train. Why? Chris Spielman is the Lions GM? I didn't even mention him because I think it would be stupid if they do that. Yeah, we we didn't even acknowledge that with no. the upcoming plans. <laughs> Um, Apologies. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, the, other these are some of these candidates that get thrown out are right, ridiculous. But, um, um, yeah. What's his name? What's hired Jim Bob Cooter as our offensive oh, quarter right now because his first year was good. People forget about how his his playbook at the end of in the second year was uh, running up the middle, running <laughs> up the middle, and uh, on third and long, um, throw a screen pass. Right. Um, I'm just, I'm sorry. Another, you know, other names that are mentioned that I'm not in, you know, I kind of want to go to the names oh, no, that here, I'm not a, in. Here's a, here's a ridiculous, um, candidate who I would love. Lincoln Riley. Why would, why the hell would he leave Oklahoma for the Detroit Lions? You won't. Um, why would Urban Meyer come to the Lions? <laughs> you know, <laughs> why would... I heard, you know, so, I, heard I, some, I heard someone throw out Nick Saban. I'm like, why? He's, no he's one is, 70 years old. Why is he leaving? No, why Nick he leave Saban Alabama? won't leave there. He's a god in Alabama. Unless they offer him like $20 million, No. He wouldn't he, why would he leave? No. I think if, if, you know, I think the Lions kind of, I would say top five would be, and I don't know if, and, you know, we'll kind of jump into this a little bit more, but Robert Sala, Sala, okay. from defensive coordinator for the 49ers. He he was born in Dearborn. Oh, you already sh- heard. Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I'm Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. And this is another name who I've heard, which is interesting. 
Matt Campbell, head coach of Iowa State. That that I'm interested in. There's a fifth name that's kind of being thrown out there is Joe Brady. No, I don't want Joe Brady. I don't want Joe Brady. He's 32 years old. I mean, I want the guy from the Colts. Who, Matt Eberflus? Either him or their offensive coordinator. I forgot his name. But, you know, let's kind of, you know, and and, you know, this isn't just me pulling things out of my butt. This is kind of, you know, according to the odds makers, these are the top candidates. Roughly five candidates. Robert Sala. To me, he kind of feels like another Matt Patricia, sort of. This defensive genius who's so involved and the players love him, then he's going to, you know, Richard Sherman is out there essentially trying to get himself another paycheck with the Lions. And I just, I just, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, to me, Robert Sala would, Sala would be like a, Okay, I kind of get it, but am I excited for it? Let's wait and see kind of hire. Yeah. I, I'm i very okay with Salah. I'm not going to be like, let's go, like most people here are. They're most fans. Slappies. Most, most not even slappies. A lot of Detroit Lions fans are like, really want Robert Salah. But I don't think him being born... Here is a reason to hire him. A, B, um, his his defense. I'm just I'm a little conflicted about it because, on one hand, for, let's just let's look at the Super Bowl for example. That was mostly an offensive blunder. I feel like by Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I agree. But but his defense. If if it's it, it should have at least it should have stopped the Chiefs somewhere you know, right? They the, should have. The they Chiefs didn't. scored a lot, and they they should they if the defense stepped up a bit they could have stopped them. Yeah yeah Shanahan uh, botched the Super Bowl again and what's his name um Garoppolo mm. uh, messed up a bunch of times but still right. I'm just I'm just not a fan of right. Salah but I'm B-enemy, not against him moving you know moving on to Bienemy Bienemy is the hottest name hottest name but I really don't want him I'm also very concerned to me Bienemy is is even more Patricia 2.0 just the offensive version mm-hmm. Bienemy has Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that, yeah, that's Andy Reid's offense. That's Andy Reid's offense. Bienemy isn't Bien-Ami, doing anything. Like if if Bienemy was there before um, Mahomes, I'd be more okay with it. But he wasn't there. Matt Nagy was there, and we see also, how Matt Nagy turned out. A dead son, you know, uh, a dead coach. Granted, he doesn't have any quarterbacks. He has you know Mitch Trubisky and Nick what's Foles, left so of that's, what's that, left that, of Nick Foles. You but, have to blame that on the management, but right. Um, well, also, I honestly think Matt Nagy the the playoff loss, the double doink. Had Matt Nagy really mentally messed up? <laughs> because, I mean, how, how many kickers did they sign? Like seven at one point. I think it was nine. I don't know. Like you, you know, you know what their trial for the kicker was? They put the ball down in that spot where where um the guy missed it. Cody Parker, Cody Parky, Park, whatever Parker. it was, missed it. And he he even missed it. It was tipped. <laughs> it was tipped. Yeah, I remember watching that game. Um, and guest co-host Smash Cranzer was uh, was uh, yeah. on the watching it with you. Yeah, he was. We were watching it together. I remember that he was not happy. Local Bears fan. Local. Um, 
our our in, in, in podcast local podcast uh, Bears fan for yeah. a little but, bit of variety, um, but it was tipped, and yeah, they had them kicking the ball from that spot. That that was their job for the kickers. Like they would just kick it and kick it and kick it, and whoever would make the most. Like I think that's what I heard from I think Sports Illustrated. But yeah, moving on. Um, Biennemi is no, I don't, I don't very. He's it's the guy very who I you know conflicting. The guy that I really like is Matt Campbell. I mean, Iowa State isn't necessarily a college football powerhouse. It's in the Big Twelve. It's kind of overlooked. The whole um, Big Twelve is overlooked. What? The whole oh, Big Twelve yeah. is overlooked. Talk but, about a formerly great. I mean, after so. seeing kind of Matt Rule come into the NFL and do all things considered a decent job with no CMC, Bridgewater being hurt, and you know, getting PJ Tucker, who's a XFL QB, to come in and you know out scheme the lines. Out scheme, which isn't hard, but you know, he out schemed the lines. That to me was fairly impressive. So I would. You know, I would like a guy like Matt Campbell and, you know, kind of looking over a few other names that's, you know... Oh, I like Arthur Smith a lot. Oh, from uh, from the Titans. Yeah, that yeah, was I mean, the other look, guy I look, look what he did to Ryan Derrick Tannehill. Henry, Tannehill, A.J. Brown. Um, right. Their offensive line is great, but that's because they drafted really well with their offensive line. Um Well, I mean, and they have, you know, they have a good coaching staff. They yeah. have Mike Rabel, who came out, turned out to be a very... Decent. We could have had Mike Rabel. Well, yeah, but we were so focused on Patricia's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a, it, beard it, it was and a pencil. Fake, it was a fake hiring process, but still, um, you know, um, Arthur. You know, a guy like Arthur Smith to me would be a, a home run hire. I think, mm-hmm. personally, Arthur Smith, um, yeah, Matt Campbell are my top two. I'll take either of the two coordinators from the Colts. <laughs> um, I don't want Joe Brady at all. No. I don't want um I mean listen Brian they, Dobble, I'm okay I, I'll with I'll tell you the, the thing with Joe from, Brady. They hire Joe Brady, I'll at least give them some credit for being innovative and aggressive. I think it'll be a total boomer bust kind of hire, even more so than, you know, Patricia or an Arthur Smith or B enemy. But I don't you know, I'm not I don't know how I feel about it. But moving on from the NFL and the Lions. Let's talk about our new favorite GM in town. Coke Snoring Weaver. Coke Snoring Weaver. I think he just uh, stole Tom Gorris' stash real quick. Uh, borrowed, uh, borrowed him a couple lines just before the NBA draft. I mean... You know how many moves he's had? This like this 20 since... 26. 26 since, since November just, 16th. Nice. Um, he started off with uh, pissing off the majority of piston slappies, um, trading Bruce Brown. Which I was so happy that he did it because you know I what? Care. I care. Bruce I, Brown would be end of the bench on any normal NBA team. Look, come on. Give Bruce Brown some credit. He's he's, he's a pro- very good defensive player. He he has he doesn't know what scoring is. On the other end of the on the other end of the court, he's just like he he's stumbling around like a drunk guy after like a like a Cubs fan after they won the World Series, you know. <laughs> um but they trade him for Zanan Musa oh, Croatian or Croatian basketball player from the Nets and a second round pick. Um Musa was a bad player but he's young. I mean, I don't know. 
He's all right. He, the the second-round pick is the main aspect of this I mean, trade. And, 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 you know, and kind of seeing what Oklahoma City has done uh, throughout the throughout the pre-draft process, it's kind of, you know, I kind of felt to an extent that that's what the Pistons were doing also, you know. And I don't, I'm not going to – we're not going to go through all 26 moves here. That's just – Go through the main ones. The main ones, I mean, the kind of the big trades that he did, picking up two extra first-rounders, one mm-hmm. from Houston and one from – Portland? Yeah, so oh yeah, so another thing why we didn't um make the this podcast earlier. Uh we were waiting till Troy Weaver's high comes down a bit. <laughs> uh even even, t- even yesterday uh he he made a signing which we'll get to a, a little later. Um But yeah, Big so right before, a couple brand. a couple hours don't spoil it. A couple hours <laughs> two days after here yeah uh, a couple hours before the draft uh a tr- uh, just, trade wasn't what can i just say the one thing and, we're, yeah. and we'll and we'll go into more detail on mm-hmm. the new signing later i want lavar ball sitting courtside with tom gores with a t-shirt cannon just shooting out t-shirts into the crowd yelling, starting cock at halftime yelling i'm better than jordan oh be i think magical. i just think the whole pistons um organization is run off of uh cocaine yeah um, so for for Tom Gorse, it's a bad thing. For Trey Weaver, it's a good thing so far. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, a couple hours before the draft, a trade was announced that the Pista, uh, per uh, Woj, I think it was Woj or Shams. I'm not like, you know, there's no one, no one else right. who will break it. It's like in the NFL, it's either Shafter or Rappaport. Um, but uh, a trade was announced a couple hours before the draft how the Pistons are sending. Uh, future first round pick for Trevor Ariza and the 16th overall pick. Uh, at first, most people um, were like, okay, great. We're, we just hired a um, class A, uh, I can't even think of a word right now, <laughs> a class A loser right. trading away a first round pick during a rebuild. Um, turns out, the pick, the pick is protected enough that if you have a kid now, the kid will be on his tenth birthday before the pick transfers. Before the pick transfers, and if it's transferred before then, that means the Pistons made the playoffs. No, something happened really, really good for the Pistons. Like they're a good team. It's not yeah. just like you know, it's not like Boston's constant hoarding of draft picks for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got that pick. You know. And again, I don't really want to go into the weeds here because I feel like if we do, we'll probably lose most of our audience. Yeah. But, you know, they had a great overall just kind of top-level overview. Great draft. Yeah. Outside of one pick of Isaiah Stewart, which now that which I'm kind was of... was the 16th overall pick right. from the Rockets. Right. The more concerning thing to me was how they approached free agency, which I didn't hey, really... we didn't talk about the other trade yet. Which other trade? Um... In the middle of the draft, right after the 16th overall pick where the Pistons took Isaiah Stewart, breaking news per, I think this one was per Shams, um, the Pistons are sending Luke Kennard, oh, another so fan favorite. I was hyped for that whose one. Whose knees are made out of jello. Whose knees are worse, mine or Luke Kennard's? Um, you're, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Luke Kennard has tendonitis, so. Tendonitis, one-time ACL and meniscus repair. I mean, it's it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, oh, Hit Luke, us up on Twitter Luke, if you have Luke, an answer. Luke Kennard could jump. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> um, yeah, so Luke Kennard is gone. Um, 
another blow to the Piston Slampies. And they took with that pick a really great... We wanted Precious. Um, what was his last name? Precious? Ngakwe? No, Apachula. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, they took instead Precious. another... Another great name they took instead. Uh, Sadiq Bey. Great pickup. Yeah, he was. He's an elite shooter. Precious Achiua, whose brother's name was Godsend. Godsend or Godson? Godson. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. So Bruce Brown and Kennard are gone. Right. Um, then they move on to free agency, which I'm not. We're not going to talk about some of these other trades. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, whatever. Tony Snell and Kyrie Thomas are gone for Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman got waived. Um, but you look at the signings. Started off with the first one that broke was the Mason Plumlee signing. Um, at first, people freaked out. Why are you paying twenty five million for for over three years, not in one year season? Twenty five million over three years for a backup center who's not going to do anything. But then you think, but then you put it in a little more of a perspective. He's getting paid a little over seven and a half million a year, right? Right. That's very cheap for. A back like your second center, right? I so mean, if a team is looking, a contender team is looking, they could flip him easily. And that's the thing with kind of all, the, and, I, and I kind of and I agree, you know, with with what you're saying. But most of his signings are take them and flip them. Mason mm-hmm. Plumley, Jalil Okafor, Jazz Jackson, uh, what's his name, uh, Jeremy Grant, Twinix. Jeremy Grant, that's. You're gonna have to sit on. You're gonna have to sit with him for a year and a half until you could probably. I'm trade not him. so sure because I feel like if Unless Jeremy he Grant pops off for 25 points pops a game, off for 20 points a game, right? He averaged 12 points a game for the Nuggets. If he could pop off to even 17, 18, maybe raise that average, continue shooting his percentage wise. You know, he might be able to be flipped to a contender for a pick or two because he's on a relatively cheap deal. Right. 20 million a year now is a cheap deal. Right, he signed a three-year, sixty million dollar contract. Um, and funny thing, Denver matched the contract, and he's like, "I want to have a bigger role." Which so again, for Detroit. him, I think it's a worthwhile investment. Betting on himself, he wins either way. Jeremy Grant, he he's getting it. he's getting his cash one way or the other. Yeah. So either he's good, gets traded, wins a ring, or he's eh, and he still makes sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, but with bringing in Jeremy Grant, that meant that Christian Wood was Which, leaving. You know what? This it, is another guy. I want. I want. The only reason I want Christian Wood to be what Jeremy Grant is. So I'm okay with that. My biggest problem with Christian Wood is everyone made him out to be this. Oh my God, Christian Wood! He's so good. He's so that. Again, he's another guy that I feel like Pistons player Pistons fans overrated, just because we're so starved for a good team. Where Bruce Brown was the third where best Bruce player. Bruce Brown was our third best player. We're looking for anything. I mean, we had Andre Drummond here, and we thought he was a superstar for years. You know, you're kind of looking through these fan goggles or glasses, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And no, he's not. Let's yeah. move on. Apparently, he was, he was, apparently that whole trade with the Rockets we talked about earlier was a sign-in trade. Yeah, there was a it's, lot of it's confusing. It was, People were thinking that the Mason Plumlee and Jeremy Grant were a sign-in trade for Blake Griffin, but that turned out to be, no, I don't know. It's which is very, another it's thing we, we'll discuss in a later episode, you know, Derek 
Rose, Rose and Blake Griffin, kind of where do they fit in and what's going to happen with them long term. Yeah. You know, and, and the highlight, I think, of free agency. The highlight. The highlight. Was bringing in LiAngelo Ball, which it, he's not going to stick around. He's going to be terrible. He's hey, an awful don't basketball say that. Player. Give him a chance. If he if he does well, he'll, he'll he could steal our roster spot. Oh, ha ha ha! <laughs> you know the only reason Leandro Ball is good is just because we get to see more Lavar, and that's never a bad thing in my opinion. I know a lot of basketball purists hate him. Oh my God, he's so bad and he's so terrible. Yeah. Honestly, I like Lavar Ball. He's fun. Why are he, we Why are we talking about a G League signing? Because it's it's a it's it's the big. It's the big, As I said earlier, it's, it's the, the big it's baller, the big baller brand. brand, right? Um, um, a couple of other small moves were made. Um, they signed their last year's Euro stash second round pick, Davidas Servitas. Played in Lithuania. I don't really know. Average one point a game, according to some reports. What's his name? Justin Hollinger. Isn't he like a known Pistons hater or something? John Hollinger hates John. the Pistons. For some reason. He, he was talking about how the Pistons to 04 championship deserves an asterisk because the uh, everyone they were playing had injuries. I'm sorry. That's how that's how the NBA that's works. That's how the NBA you works. You idiot. Right. He's, um, a, he's terrible. Also, I, I hate John Hollinger. He, he's... Yeah. Um, he thinks he's smarter than everyone because he made PER and now that PER is kind of a worthless stat, it's it's... Yeah, he 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 is why I don't like the the athletic. He he gives off that athletic pompous. Um, I'm so smart because I work for the athletic. Yeah, let me dream. Oh, no, my... there's some really good people on the athletic, and there's some really interesting people. Like, but he before I actually started reading the athletic because I got it for free from T-Mobile. Shout out T-Mobile. Um, no free ads. Uh, but still, T-Mobile. Um. Uh, when I got it, I, I like I started liking it much more. But before it gives, he he is the apps. He is the he is why I don't like the athletic and right. why I feel like everyone there has like this all high and mighty like holier than you, thou. You don't look at analytics, oh peasant. Get right, out of exactly. My way. I I agree he with you there. He gives off that it's, vibe, and I'm right. just ugh. it's you know it's it's yeah. it's just. The Pistons brought back a former Piston legend, um, Wayne Ellington, on a one-year deal. I mean, you need depth. That's right. that's all. That's all that really it's, is. It's just another body, essentially. Yeah. Worst case, coerced. You flip him. That's really. And I feel like that's all of these. You know, all these moves is between you and me. Pistons are probably going to be one of the worst teams in basketball. Yeah, next definitely. Year. I don't know anyone who's worse than them. Maybe Cleveland. Maybe, especially have... in the East, are for sure the worst team in my opinion. And overall. There's an who's, argument. Who's worse than them? Knicks aren't worse than them. Depends how Golden State turns out without Clay. They have Curry back, right? I, they I have mean, Draymond back. James Wiseman. I don't know what he's going to do, but um, I don't know. Golden State will be fine, right? They might be or, the worst team. Oklahoma or, City. Mm, they're outright tanking. Maybe. I mean, it's just... I, they're not that. They're, right. OKC's Sacramento, still not that bad. They I mean, have... They have the OKC still has great pieces. Right. And most of the teams, like, you kind of look at the landscape of the NBA. Outside the Pistons and the Knicks, most teams have a sort of superstar of some sort. I mean, Orlando. The Knicks. Knicks have R.J. Barrett, who could be good. And what's his name? That center? Robinson? Obi Toppin? Oh, my God. Um, Orlando doesn't have a star. Unless you call Aaron Gordon. Unless you... 
Vucevic? Vucevic, maybe. Who, I don't know. Who do the Wizards have? Oh, the Wizards just got Westbrook. By Russ, the way. I mean, Russ, Russ let what, Russ cook. What is Houston 2.0? doing? I don't know, but um, right. Cleveland doesn't have a superstar. No, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think Sack it's, Tom you know, it could be you're right. We have to, you know, kind of see him. We don't really know what's going to be with basketball this year either way because of COVID. The and, Clippers but, don't have a superstar. <laughs> scalding hot take. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, the Pistons have. Well, I, I they mean, just, they, they, their their roster, their starting roster would be the second, the backups for most teams. Right, but one thing's for sure, definitely. Oh, the, you know who doesn't have a starter? A uh, star? Who? Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one thing's for sure, they'll be much more. They'll be very exciting. You know, it's a lot more to me. They'll be much more exciting to watch. They'll be much more pleasant. At, at least to watch. unlike Uncle Ed or um, Uncle Ed Stefanski. Yeah, at least like unlike Uncle Ed. And Arm Tellum. Uh Cokeman Troy is making moves. Right. Twenty six yeah. moves. And it was, you know You know, that's not Believe me, they're the best moves we've ever made. Uh, and there's like some moves that are confusing. The Zaire Smith trade. They traded a guy they acquired Tony Bradley and a second round pick from the Jazz for future considerations Listen, and flipped Tony Bradley. You know, this reminds for Zaire me of what Smith. I do and whenever they, I play. But, and then they wave Zaire Smith and I'm like, okay, what but whatever, fine. This reminds me of what him, I do whenever I play two K. Just start trading things and acquiring as many picks as possible. But is Leandro Ball really more worth it than Zaire Smith? No, but Leandro Ball was injured, and, and he was like, a top six. Worst comes pick. to worst, they wave him at six hundred thousand dollars. To me and you, yeah. But to Tom Gores, that's you know half a month's supply of blow. He'll be fine. Anyhow, thank you for joining us, and uh, this has been another exciting episode of the Three One Three Sports Podcast. Like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at 313SportsPod. Have a good one, and we'll see you later. Peace.